Well, here we are. It's Saturday morning. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. Saturday morning and another morning uh, where uh, Michelle, you can't join me in the studio. How many weeks are we at? This this better be the last one. I'm missing your face, Curtis. You know, nobody has ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if oh. you're prepared to come back, Michelle. I haven't cut my hair in six months. <laughs> I'll bring my shave. <laughs> Yesterday, I dialed a wrong number because my hair was in my eyes while I was trying to dial the phone. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's hilarious. it's that bad, and I, and I and I refuse to cut it because my wife wants me to cut it. Okay, your son Dylan takes after you, or you you're taking after Dylan, but yeah, yeah, both of us. Well, I, he's got a couple months on me on hair length. He started a couple months before me. His graduation shots are awesome. Yeah, it was funny when we got him uh, ready. They go, okay, take take your picture, and just as we're about to take the picture, he puts the rose that they gave him in his mouth, and the guy's like, "I like you," and he snaps the picture, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's my kid." Such character. Goofy. He is a goofy kid, no doubt. So this week is Canada Day. How are you and the family going to spend it? Well, normally we're away on vacation for Canada Day. We kind of plan our holidays that way. But the place that we normally go to uh, was booked for Canada Day week. So we're going a week later. So it's going to be a little different. I'm actually going to be here next week and uh, around town. And I think we're kind of postponing it for a week before we go to wine country now that we're in phase three. Ooh, wine country. Oh, it's always a good vacation. Now, did you know country. that Dr. Bonnie is a part owner of a uh, of a winery? No, I did not know that. Yes. Which one? Uh, I, it, oh, it's something Soleil or something. Uh, it's not Cirque du Soleil. That's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's at, it's out of Carameas. And she's. I think she's a silent partner, more or less. But, uh, yeah, she's part owner of a winery. Now you know why she's so calm all the time. <laughs> got the secret ingredient. That's right. She goes right out into the office, right to her office where she's probably got a bottle of red wine chilling. I take it you're going to her winery, checking it out? Oh, yeah. Me and my wife have decided for sure that we're going to stop by that one on the uh, the way up because it's in Karameas. So we'll stop there on the way to Soyuz and, and, uh, and, and check out the wares. Okay. Will you post on Instagram for us all so we can see? Well, yeah, since, Post you know, I can do that because I know yeah. that it's funny. You were teasing me about using Instagram and I'm starting to use it more. And it's amazing how many people are reacting to me on Instagram. See, it's so fun. You get to interact with people, share a little bit of your life, see what's happening in their life. Yeah, show Instagram, a video Instagram of my... Stories are fun too. Yeah, show a video of my daughter making me do a facial mask. That was hilarious. She wants to do that, like doing something with your hair. Oh yeah, she wants to do it to me like every week now, and I'm like, do people really want to see you beautifying me every week? She's fun, uh, and yes, they do. That's what she says. <laughs> Make it a weekly thing. Well, if Cassidy has her way, it will be. Yeah, she's pretty persuasive. Well, that's what happens when you're the only daughter and you're the baby girl. Exactly. Aww. You know, not everybody comes from a family of seventy-two like you. Yeah, I'm the middle child. I'm like, I'm like, what is it, Jan in 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 Brady Bunch, whatever. <laughs> it's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's always about Marsha. But there's ten of you, right? <laughs> well, okay, a little exaggeration. <laughs> ten girls and one boy, so close enough. We call ourselves the eight is enough. 
Eight is enough. Okay, now we're showing our age again. Like the TV show, yeah. exactly. Or the Hartunians after the Kardashians. We were the first. We were the Hartunians to begin with. I mean, oh, I would, drama in my family. I would pay to watch that. <laughs> I don't know if others would. <laughs> I think that would be great. Oh, we talked about it quite a while, actually, during that whole time. Uh, you know, uh, the whole reality series started taking off with the Survivor. And actually, I auditioned for the Canadian Survivor, and I got it. I, I was one of the ones that were supposed to do the Canadian Survivor the first season. And um, then my sister, underneath me, right underneath me, she was getting married the same month I was supposed to head out on the boat and go film this reality series. And I had, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go. I had to, I had to be there for my sister's wedding. So I said no. And the, the lady, I knew the lady actually that took my place. Like um, they, they took on after I said I couldn't make it. And she actually got second place. <laughs> she won a car. You know, remember those cars they were giving away? Yeah, but you don't need any more vehicles in your yard. That's true. <laughs> No more vehicles for now. I do want to see J five, you know, and make it like the like uh, Deuce of Hazard, right. you know, her. Yeah, yeah. I do want one of those again. Um, yeah, because I had one before, but they got my flowers wrong. They were never quite daisies, and they were supposed to be daisies. I pick them up from the car from the decal shop, and and I'm all these aren't daisies. Oh well, and I kept it like that, and to this day, it's in Cooter's Museum in Nashville, and. And you, you know it's not the original from the show because they're not the correct daisies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. D details, man. It's the, the, the fine details of these things, right? And well, True. we often talk about details because that's a big part of real estate. And uh, I'm wondering uh, what we're talking about today because I think there's probably a lot of detail involved in today's topic. Oh, there is. Okay, we should get into it. Okay, so I'm, we're talking today about can I subdivide? Should I subdivide? how to subdivide, and some costs and risks associated with subdividing. So we're going to get right into it. It's a bigger topic than just our whatever, however many minutes we have left here. So I'll try to go through it, and maybe a second segment we'll, we'll go through some of it as well. Um, so can I subdivide? So you have this existing property, and you're wondering what's the best use of it. Um, what is that? Or maybe your kids are growing up and they would like to stay on the property. That happens a lot. Or maybe you don't want to move yourself, but you need some equity and finances. Or maybe you just plain want to use your property to make money. Why not? So um, these are a few reasons why many wonder and are looking into subdividing. So first step is checking your current zoning against the OCP. So the OCP is the municipality's overall community plan. It's the acronym for that. So ha, um, ha, check your zoning. See if it's changed to a higher density in the OCP. Say you have an acreage and they made in the OCP to allow, let's say you have five acres and they allow one acre lot. Well, this might be an opportunity for you then. And this is why you don't want to be in or on ALR land either, because, you know, ALR land is supposed to be agricultural and uh, they don't want to develop it. So if you're wanting to develop in the future, you're buying a property, you're thinking of the future, you know, or you're on that land and you wonder, can I subdivide, you know, don't go to the bother with ALR land. Um, so it can be rewarding to do this. Being able to keep your existing house, too, would be excellent. 
um, because it saves costs. And then you save on subdividing that lot off, you actually save by paying for the other lots, which we'll get into later. So you could be, um, I mean, you can make a beautiful design, hopefully, if you can keep your house. If you can't, you may have to demolish it. Um, your subdivision can work around it, hopefully. Uh, so you got to plan it, right? you gotta, you got to architectural, you got to draw it. However, sometimes it takes um, having to demolish it. Uh, and if it's uh, before 1996, you'll want to get a, uh, you know, a pre-construction services in there or, you know, check any hazardous materials so the cost can go up uh, with demolishing. Uh, but so check your OCP and see if you need help. Feel free to reach out and I can uh, provide your property's best use. Uh, I can provide your OCP if you don't know how to find it. Um, check with the municipality if you want. You can even uh, find it online. So you want to check there to see first. Uh, see if you're on a corner lot. Uh, if you have a back road access, that's great, or side access road to your property. Uh, and sometimes you might not know what, what the government still owns that's adjacent to your property, so you want to look into that because that could be a future road, which makes it easier to, to divide your property. Also, the services at your property, are you on septic and well? So that will affect the cost, which we'll get into later again. So next, should I subdivide? So let's say there's a developer or realtors are coming and knocking on your door saying, uh, would you like to sell your property to a developer? Well, next week, we will be speaking on land assemblies, which is assembling your land and your neighbors to all sell together to a developer who will do all the best use proposals of your property. They will submit and pay for a rezoning of the property, uh, pay for all the services and rezoning applications and due diligence. And once it's rezoned, they may choose to sell sell it for an uptick or develop the property themselves. But what if you subdivided it on your own and sold the lots, or better yet, partner with a builder to build out and sell the end finished product, where the most return is for all the time and money invested and efforts are in selling the end product? Uh, build it and they will come, as they say. So wherever you're at and how financially strong and able you are to go through all that will determine at which stage you should set yourself. So uh, A, B, and C. A, sell to a developer and hopefully in, a, in an assembly where you might make more than if you just sell yourself. So this has to be looked at with someone like myself who can determine how much land and what land is needed to get the best use highest density out of the property to raise its values, or B, subdivide yourself into new lots and sell off those lots, or C, subdivide yourself and build it out yourself or with a partner such as a private investor or a builder. So how to subdivide? So it's simple. There are steps you have to take, money you have to shell out, uh, but it's not rocket science, and once you do it and are successful at it, it's a lot of fun and rewarding. So uh, quickly first, you're, you, you recognize that you can subdivide. So that's when you apply for the subdivision. So there are seven steps in the subdivision process. Do we have time to go through that right now, Curtis? Um, you know what? We are just about for out of time for this segment. So tell you what, uh, why don't we take a break now? Uh, but before we do that, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you to find out uh, you know, about subdividing and about other things you offer as a realtor? michellecummins.ca Well, that was nice and easy. Mm-hmm. We're back with more right after this. And we are back with segment number two. Now, I had to interrupt you because we were getting close to time, Michelle, but uh, let's carry on and uh, move on and talk more about this whole subdivision uh, project here that you've got going on for us. 
we were talking about how to subdivide, and there's seven kind of qualifying steps that you, well, you want to take. Uh, so, you one, you go into your local city or go online and find out their application process and fees. Uh, you'll want to already have um, application and fees figured out. You'll, you'll want to have that um, layout of your proposed development as well. So, you want to have that. Uh, some municipalities used to be okay with just you know, chicken scratching it on a napkin, right, and bringing in an idea. But they want something professional now. So you actually want to have um, somebody draw it up for you uh, once you know the the setbacks and everything. Two, application review by a file manager is what's next once you bring that application in. Um, They will advise you of mandatory changes that they'll need to see or suggestions. And they may ask you for more information, clarification, or and revisions before considering giving you a PLA, which is the preliminary layout approval. Uh, Third step, development sign goes up for all to know. Yes, all your neighbors will know. Uh, Four uh, is the PLA. So the PLA is a letter saying that your proposed subdivision layout is acceptable to the approving officer. So the letter specifies any conditions that must be met prior to final approval of the subdivision. The PLA is valid for 12 months, and all conditions must be met within the time period. Typical conditions or requirements in the PLA are things like layout specifications, lot dimensions, road patterns, dedication of parkland, linear open space and walkways, a preliminary lot grading plan, restrictive covenants and easements. There's a few things um, to do with that. Okay, so five. Servicing plan and servicing agreement. So you must submit a servicing plan. Your servicing plan is reviewed by staff and if accepted, you then execute a servicing agreement and provide securities and payments. Final subdivision plan, once the servicing agreement and other conditions of the PLA are complete, you submit the final subdivision plan to find up planning and development. Um, the services staff for review uh, and approval by the approving officer. Uh, okay, six, pre-construction meeting. So once all the conditions of the PLA have been addressed and submitted to the file manager, and prior to the commencement of construction of the infrastructure associated with the subdivision, request a pre-construction meeting with the development engineering staff. So during this meeting, the city staff will discuss with the developer of the land uh, your constructor, if you're doing all that, civil engineering, consultant, and, and everyone, um, you know, they'll be uh, signed, issued for construction, drawings, and release. It's a whole bunch of stuff that has to do with this pre-construction meeting. Um, I can't go too much into detail on all of this, otherwise it will take too long. Um, but you can get this from your municipality, or, or you can contact me um, on my website or email, or just Google me and find me, and I can, I can give you the steps for your uh, city. Uh, Seven, final subdivision approval. So this is the exciting part and what you've been waiting probably 12 months by now to get. Um, And you've spent a lot of money thus far, which we'll talk about next. So once the subdivision plans have been considered by the approving officer, if they're approved, the signed subdivision plans, along with all the other associated legal documents, will be returned to your solicitor for registration. So that's very exciting. And that's the seventh and final step. So now costs and risks. So, um, you know, always plan on something being a little more, and uh, there can be hiccups along the way. Uh, So DCC, that's development cost charges. Every municipality has them. So 
it's over and above the application fees and the site surveys and any engineering and all those such things that you may have to do on your property. Um, so, for instance, in Abbotsford, stations in Abbotsford, Abbotsford, it's about $41,000 per lot for urban single family under five lots. And if you do larger subdivisions, it goes down a couple thousand for every five more lots you build or that you subdivide. Uh, a good rule of thumb is though about 50000 a lot, just call it. So those are some costs. Now, the risks are, let's say you're the first one to put in your application for the subdivision. Let's say you spend 12 months doing all your due diligence, your steps, paying for this report and that report, doing this and that. And then all of a sudden... A, a big, big property um, past you all of a sudden puts in for an application or the city gets word that somebody bought it and that they're going to subdivide their property. Well, oh, my goodness, this may change everything. If the services aren't up the road yet and the city wants them up the road, they always will go and put the cost and the responsibility on the first person who applied for the subdivision. So let's say you're just, you know, mom and pop and you're like, oh, I want to subdivide my property so my kids can build and we can stay together on the same property and we can keep our house. And they spent 12 months working on all of this and the week they were going to get their final, all of a sudden the city comes and says, oh, guess what? Now you're going to pay for all these services, you know, and it's going to cost a hundred grand or whatever the cost may be, right? So there can be surprises like that. So make sure you know your neighborhood. Make sure you know the potential of what could be built around you and just be prepared for any possible hiccups because the municipality, until you get that final, they can, you know, change things like that. So that's some of the risks involved. Now, let's say you don't have a property that can be subdivided, but this is something you are interested in. Then that's when you want to prepare and look for the best property to subdivide. So here are my five tips. One, know the overall community plan in the area you're looking in. Study the current zoning, the OCP, as well as the trends, what's currently been applied for in the neighborhood for development or area, right, as well as any amenities that are there uh, or that are set to come in the area in the future. Meet with the development department head and ask them what areas they're considering or concentrating on for development right now and what's next to be developed because you may not, you may want a holding property where, you know, the development is five years or 10 years from now. You can get the, the land for cheaper now than you can when they start subdividing. If they're currently or, you know, uh, growing or developing area, if they're currently developing an area, already the prices of land may have most likely would have gone up. So it really depends on if you want to do it right away and how big do you want to do. Do you want to start off with a two or a five lot or do you want to go into a 10 lot, you know, a 50 lot? You know, really newbies should start small <laughs> and learn in the process and then, and then grow from there. Two, check that the property allows ample room for a driveway and for local municipality setbacks. And check to see if it has any creeks, right-of-ways, or easements on the property that would be detrimental to the development. Measure, measure, measure. Know your setbacks. If there's a creek, know what type of creek it is, what color code is it. They're gonna, fisheries are going to have to come out and they have to measure it and where's the, the, the you know, um, you, you got to just measure. Get a site survey so you know exactly what you're working with. Okay, third tip, look for level or gently sloping land. 
You don't want a big ravine or steepness to where you have to get a geotechnical engineer and your money just starts flying out your pocket and now you can't subdivide as many as you thought you could. And you're building retaining walls, which are really expensive. Oh, yes. They are. (laughs) Four, tip four, look for corner block properties as the ease of traffic flows makes it easier to subdivide. So those are, that's, that's a nice tip. But number five, services. So check to see if there's services already in place. And if there isn't, be prepared that the city may make you pay for more services than you bargained for. It, you may be putting in new wells and new septics, and that can cost. So just uh, those are my five tips if you're looking for property to subdivide. Okay, very okay. cool. That's a, that's a lot of detail there, and I'm sure people may uh, end up phoning you and emailing you to get more details on that because I know there's there's things about land assemblies or people with big properties in the valley that probably have a lot of questions on that. Exactly, and we'll talk about land assemblies next week, next Saturday, and uh, definitely contact me for more information. I know if you're interested in this, there is more uh, questions you probably have and answers that you need. Uh, so feel free to do that, michellecummins.ca. And, uh, yeah, so our weekly real estate market report for the Fraser Valley this week is going to be quick and easy because everything is crazy busy. Listings are slowly rising and sales are outpacing listings. So when we do our monthly update, we'll see, which I believe will be two weeks from now, maybe next week. It depends on when they come out from the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board. But I'm predicting that even though we dipped into a buyer's market in April and May, we have been on a steady climb since right before June. So I believe it will show us that we are in a balanced market, but closer to a seller's market. And we have even tipped a little bit into a seller's market this month. So we'll see when those stats come out. Uh, So um, the industry is calling this right now our hot spring market. So busy, busy. Excellent. Um, Okay. Now what about uh, about, uh, some of your listings right now? Because we haven't got to that yet today. Yeah, okay, so we got some open houses this weekend, so come on out and tour my property off McClure Drive in Maple Ridge, right on the corner of McClure and 240th, perfect for an at-home business. This is a large, large property. Today and tomorrow, 12 to 2. There's an 1,100-square-foot detached uh, uh, shop in the back with back row to access, complete with power and heat and a washroom. It's listed at one million three hundred and seventy five thousand, fully fenced and it has an in law suite. And then Saturday from two to four and Sunday from three to five, I'm excited to show off my brand new listing off Charnley Drive and Mission. It's in a cul de sac. Three private living spaces, each with their own entrance and their own deck backing down to green space and a babbling creek. It's so pretty. It's, uh, it's a mission. It's 15,000 square foot lot, actually a bit over. It's vacant, ready for possession. I, it's totally renovated. It's beautiful. So I just did a realtor event there this week. It was really fun. It's listed at 925000 So I suggest you act fast. Maybe you have friends or family. A blended family would be perfect for that price. And then my last open house for this weekend on Sunday from 1 to 3 is out on Morris Valley Road in beautiful Harrison Mills. You can find all of my open house announcements on my business Facebook page. So you can go on there and get all the information and the address. And I wanted to uh, mention two new ones that are hitting the market this week. So I've got two great new opportunities. One is a 55-plus two-bedroom and two-bathroom condo in West Abbotsford off of Church Street. You can walk to everywhere. It's on the top floor. It has skylights, comes with an underground parking and storage. Um, it's 225000 
So it's a thousand square foot condo. It's beautiful. Uh, and then a new detached, only four year old home. So it still has warranty in place. Comes with a legal suite and a three car detached garage and back road access. That one is in Alder Grove. Um, it's a legal suite, private gated yard for both uh, living areas, and it's priced at one million twenty five thousand. So check out all my drone video and uh, cinematography video, my 3D matter course, my floor plans, everything's online. Uh, and I wanted to give a shout out and wish some of my clients happy home anniversaries this coming week. So happy one month anniversary to June and Nico. Happy one year home anniversary to Sophia and Jason and three month anniversary to Rick and Dana and Norma and Walter as well. Happy three month anniversary to all of you. Happy anniversaries. Love it. Um, and quote of the week. Okay. So you're going to like this one, Curtis. As we look into the future, it's as far as we can see. So let's make each tomorrow the best that it can be. Mm. And that's George Strait. Oh, I thought I knew that. Sounded familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he is the king of country. I, I should have sang it for you like George Strait would have. Well, maybe maybe Not. we shouldn't. No, I, <laughs> no, I know you can sing, but I don't know if you can sing like George Strait. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, if people want to get more information from you about uh, various realty uh, questions, things like that, what can they do? MichelleCummins.ca And make sure to tune in again next week when we will talk more real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.